Good morning, and welcome to worship here at Naples United Church of Christ in Naples, Florida. My name is Dawson Taylor, and I serve as senior minister. But I'll go ahead and warn you, I am away this weekend, or at least I'm taking the weekend off. I haven't gone too far, I can assure you of that. But I'm grateful to our clergy team, as well as our worship staff, for filling in and allowing me a weekend to catch my breath. We're grateful for having you with us this morning, and we're grateful for all the ways that we're able to worship, be it live stream, Facebook Live, or if you download our audio podcast later this week. You will notice today in worship that those who are participating will be wearing masks. As I noted earlier this spring, we reassess constantly about all of the safety measures that are necessary to keep everyone safe. And so this is something that we are instituting. It won't interfere with your ability to hear because we won't be using them while we speak or sing. But we just wanted you to know that this is another step that we are taking to keep everyone safe. And we hope that you too are taking all the appropriate measures to keep you and those that you love and those around you safe as well in these times. We also hope that following worship today that you'll join us for the virtual gathering place in our e-blast last night, there was a button that you can press that will take you directly there following worship today. However, if you didn't receive that email or if you can't quite find it today, just give the church office a call at 239-261-5469 and Wendy or Chelsea will be glad to help you and resend that link to you. We'll just need your name, email, and phone number so that we can make sure that we get it to the right place. And I want to invite you back this Wednesday night at 5 p.m. for the Clergy Roundtable. We will be continuing the sacred conversations on race and privilege. I will be leading the conversation this week on chapters 9 through 12. The book, How to Be an Anti-Racist by Dr. Ibram X. Kendi, is available in the church office. You can give Chelsea a call in the church office or you can email info at naplesucc.org to get your copy. I hope that, again, you'll make plans to continue being a part of these important conversations. I want to say a special words of gratitude to our Mighty Mask Ministry. We had 17 volunteers who made 266 masks. 30 of those went to Precious Cargo Academy to ensure that our teachers there stay safe. And so I just want to say deep words of gratitude as that ministry draws to a close and how grateful we are for all of the ways that we've been able to reach out to our congregation and help keep people safe during this time of pandemic. And lastly, I hope that you'll return this afternoon virtually at 4 p.m. for our congregational hymn sing. This is gonna be a great afternoon of about 30 minutes worth of new hymns New meaning there were hymns that we didn't sing last time, but they're still all the favorites that you'll know with a few special patriotic ones thrown in too. So I hope that you'll join us this afternoon, 4 p.m., live stream or Facebook Live for this great hymn sing. As a growing congregation, let us center our hearts and our minds as we begin worship this morning. Would you pray with me? 
May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. On vacation many years ago, our three-year-old son experienced what we like to call the year of the rock. It was almost as if for the very first time, he discovered God's creation of rocks and stones and boulders. Now, it started out pretty simply. As we walked along the trails, he would pick up some interesting pebble and show it to all of us, and we would ooh and ah, and then he'd put it in his pocket and go on his merry way. Pretty soon, his pockets were bulging, but that was just the beginning of the adventure. At the beach, he started looking for good castle-building rocks, and despite our warnings, he picked up the heaviest ones and dropped them precisely in the place that he had chosen, somehow neatly managing to avoid his toes, while Daddy engaged in his daily litany of, be careful, Michael. Now, you can imagine a little boy could keep finding new and varied uses for his beloved stones. So, of course, the inevitable day came when he figured out that they came in pretty handle, handy as missiles hand-picked for his sister Sarah. About that time, we called a time out. Leave the rocks right there. But you know what? Once he started picking them up, he didn't know how to let go of them. I've noticed that somewhere along life's way, many of us start to hold on to rocks too. Only the ones we picked up aren't half as pretty, and they're infinitely heavier. Some of us have been collecting pebbles, and we don't even realize it. Some of those rocks we've picked up ourselves, and some have been handed to us. But the one thing that I have learned is they inevitably become weights on our souls. There's the weight of worry over people and situations that we cannot fix. Or the bitter weight of resentments long gone, but certainly not forgotten. I've seen sacks of regrets that whisper accusingly, if only you hadn't done that. There's the bolder, shaky relationships, the burden of addiction or depression. But then beyond our personal stones, they're the ones that have become a part of our collective lives these past few months. There's the boulder of racism in all its subtle forms, including the ways we may have contributed without realizing it. We have felt the burden of this pandemic weighing us down. There's the load of anxiety over the economy or our personal finances. We have noticed the rock of suspicion that creeps into how we view other people, or the stones of anger and blame that seem to swirl all around us. Deep 
soul weariness. So many of us seem to be experiencing it, and for many different reasons. Our weariness these days seems to come from the cumulative intersections of life's complexities, personal heartaches, and societal challenges. And because our burdens are not simple, they can't be relieved by overly simplistic solutions. We've all heard them. Things are going to turn around soon. It's not as bad as they say. Life will get back to normal pretty soon. I cannot think of a more fitting passage for us than the one that David read from the lectionary today. We are laboring under COVID exhaustion, heavy laden by acknowledging the unjust systems in our culture, grieving over the reality that our lives will not return to what used to be normal anytime soon. We need some good news today. Jesus was facing a crowd of people burdened under different circumstances, but feeling the weight of life's challenges as deeply as we are now. I find it interesting that Jesus didn't give them some 10-step self-help plan for getting through their lives. What he offered was simple, hopeful, and frankly, refreshing. Some things I think we all need these days. Some great exchanges. What do I mean by that? This scripture invites us to offer some of our struggles to God, and in return, we will be surprised by receiving something we need. The first exchange that God offers is the trading of our weariness for God's rest. Considering the events of these past months, that is a welcome exchange. The Greek word for weary means to be beaten down. Jesus and the disciples knew those things personally, and I know from listening to all of you that you feel it too. Yet in this short passage, Jesus reminds us of the source of all renewal. There's a word for rest here that means cessation from activity for a period of refreshment. The very same word used for Sabbath rest. Christ's offer of rest came from one who knew the source of his own peace. His offer to the disciples still reaches through the centuries to us today. We are invited to experience God's peacefulness during the whirlwind of life by stopping to regroup and replenish. I wonder how many times we have been wrestling with our world of challenges fighting the things we cannot control, suffering by our refusal to let go and surrender them into God's care. There are some things that can only be accomplished 
by letting God work while we do not. In this case, Jesus is inviting his listeners, including us, to lay something down. There's this little exercise that I do almost every morning, my little quiet time. I place my palms down on my lap, signifying all the things I need to let go of into God's care for that day, naming them one by one. And after I've done that, I take my hands and I place them up, ready to receive God's peace. It often restores my soul. There's one more exchange that we're offered in this passage. We are invited to give up our burden for his yoke. The Greek word for burden is fortizo, which means something that is carried. Yet paradoxically, Jesus spoke of his burden as being something light. I thought about that a lot. And the only way that I can seem to make sense of it is in this way. When Jesus invites us to take the burdens we have been shouldering and release them into God's hands, the promise is that neither of us will then carry them alone. It is a partnership with Christ that makes it possible. We are not alone. A while back, I read some reflections by one of my favorite authors, Madeline Liangle. She said that each evening about 5 o'clock, on her way back home from working, she would take what was too heavy for her to carry and hang it on a cross. She said, if I had to take it home with me, that would mean I didn't think God could take care of it. So I leave it there. I hand it over to God and let it be. And if I am meant to pick it up in the morning, it will be there. And if I'm not, it won't be there. And if I need to pick it back up, God will be with me, shouldering my load. I know that each one of us has picked up multiple rocks along life's way. We are probably pretty tired of lugging them around, but sometimes it's hard to let them go and lay them down. But we are being offered a great exchange. Our weariness for God's rest, our burden for Christ's yoke. God's exchange theory seems upside down and opposite to what we see in our world, yet ultimately it offers exactly what we need, the chance to let go and to walk on with hope-filled peace ready to serve one more day.